All right, so episode two of the Fuzz Club. Today we're talking about Fire Breather's album, Dwell in the Fog. Uh, before we get started, I'm going to let everyone do an intro because I forgot last time, so I remembered this time. Um, I don't know what your screen looks like, but Brett, you're the closest to me. You want to you lead us off? Yeah, sure. I'm Brett, and I play everything in Littlefoot. I am Littlefoot. Hell <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, Super Pat. sweet rock band. Uh, I'm Pat. I'm the editor of Monster Riff and the host of the Monster Riff Presents uh, podcast, and I'm also... Uh, occasionally a Doom Charts contributor. <laughs> Ryan, you want to go? I'm Ryan from High Desert Queen down here in the Hill Country, Texas. Uh, I sing in that. I also uh, run Lick of My Spoon Productions as well. <laughs> Who did Ripple Fest? Yeah. yeah. And it there was a go. hot, fun time, that's for sure. Yeah. For sure. Paul? Um, I'm Paul. I'm with the Cosmic Peddler. I'm a have a, a music store, record store. <laughs> Blake? Blake, I am the singer and uh, guitar player for IWAS. Eddie? I play bass in Lords of the Opium Church and guitar in The Endless. I'm living up in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Luke, what's up, man? What's Luke? going on, man? Hey, guys. Uh, I'm Luke. I'm Ryan's... Um, Bad decision maker. So. <laughs> we all last have one. Time, last time you're in the garage, man. Now you're on a farm. <laughs> I, don't know where you're I got a laptop instead of my phone. It's better this time. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, so, like I said, we're talking about Fire Breathers album Dwell in the Fog today. And before we got into it too much, um, I reached out to Nicholas, their bass player, and uh, the, the time zones didn't quite work out where he could join us and chat about the album too much. But he did give me a, a few little tidbits that I'll try to read off here um, because I can read despite rumors. Um, I think what makes this album different from the previous ones that we really let our individual influences show through the writing of the songs. There were no specific idea on what each of us should play except for do what had to be done to serve the song, keeping true to the groove, never hesitate to go dark and heavy. I remember listening uh, a lot to the old Motown tunes during the months of writing. I guess that made me write bass lines in a certain way. Uh, Matthias, um, are far into ZZ Top, and Axel is an excellent punk hardcore drummer and also way into black and death metal. So if you listen really closely to the album, you can hear all these different genres mashed into Dwell in the Fog. The goal with that album was to make the best of it, considering COVID and all that followed. Making an album that you didn't know when to be able to tour on was extremely tricky. So the plan was to make an album that we felt really, really proud of and to be able to keep the attention going, even though we couldn't tour until later. So now a couple of tours later, we feel that we reached that goal, couldn't be more satisfied with the outcome. Both fans, bands, and labels have been very good to us and been showing support. So... That was from Nicholas, their bass player. Um, just gave a little bit of insight on the album. So uh, let's dive in. What's everybody think? Dude, I, I thought it was a mind blower, man. The whole thing from start to finish, very, very solid. For me, yeah, like, I, I don't always, like, lean into the real long, slow, doom stuff. And this was, <laughs> this was like a, it was like, like a kind of a good intro to some of that music, I think, maybe. Like, 
if you're kind of on the fence about it, if you kind of sit where I sit, more on like the the rock side, truck fighters, Queens of Stone Age stuff, like maybe this is a good album to like kind of get your your feet wet and dive into that stuff. Because I like the uh, I like the way that the album progressed once you started getting through like the first three tracks. I'm like. The guitars got a little tighter and like the riffs got a little more intricate. Yeah. I do wish the vocals were more present though. If I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah, it, it, this could be like a uh, kind of gateway into that doom metal there for you, Ryan. But I think so. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think you're right though, uh, Brett. From the get go, the first song is like a kick in the face. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like it's 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 a hot. It's funny. To, I'm I'm interested to hear their influences that he just mentioned because. I was kind of in my head describing this as like high on fire with groove. Yeah, yeah. That, I, like it was like a Monarch Marth met high on fire. <laughs> like, yeah, like they're like, like, like a Viking horde about to go into battle, yeah. but they got like a little baked first. And... Yeah, or they're going to play high on fire fast in the, on playlists or something. You know? Yeah, yeah so, my uh, exactly. my introduction to. Uh, to fire breather was actually from a friend who described him as uh, the, the Swedish high on fire. Um, yeah. yeah, there you go. So, and they definitely have that that Swedish. It's like it, it, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what that quality is, but sometimes you hear a Swedish band and you're like, they've got to be Swedes. <laughs> yeah, I, any, anytime you hear something quality, you're like, I wonder where they're from. Shocker, yeah. Sweden. <laughs> wow, this is incredible. I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I probably I, already know the answer. I called it um, melodically hollow space doom. <laughs> there you go. I, I like the there was um a great little write up on their Bandcamp page for this album, and the one line I liked was their entire sound flows like thick viscous lava, and like now like hearing some of their influences, this is like, and I mean this in the best way possible. Like this is like the smooth jazz of like doom. Like it's, it's really easy to get into. I think it brings in a lot of those really great, uh, like stoner qualities too. So I think this is like a really accessible album in a lot of great ways. And and there's only one song heavy. that was over seven minutes. So I feel like it's very accessible. <laughs> it's not something you have to like be super in, uh, on the doom stuff. Yeah, that's 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 uh, not your typical doom. Uh, yeah, song, yeah, for sure. Everything, not very digestible. I, when, I, very when I saw it, was, when I saw it was six tracks, I was like, "Oh, here we go. They're all ten minutes each." But yep. no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That was pretty big. The album was very very menacing sound to it, and the, the vocals are really abrasive yeah. in your face too. Menacing. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's, it yeah. starts off with. Kiss of Your Blade. That was kind of the first intro that I had to the band anyway. Yeah. I think maybe even before the album came out. And that's kind of felt like like the single to me. That's what the one I put on the playlist. That's the first song on the on the album. Does anyone have any specific thoughts on that song specifically? That one drew me in right away. That's why I, I wanted to do this album. Um, I had not listened to anything else from them. But um, I figured if it was anywhere close to that one, I'd be hooked. And uh, it pretty much rang true. I agree, man. As soon as I started on the first song, dude, I couldn't um, turn the album off, man. It was good. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Stadium Doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's plenty of like imaginary world where people will enough people will want to go to a Doom show that's in a stadium. Yeah, Uh, hey, we're all dreaming, brother. Decent candidate. Kiss of Your Blade is strong enough that even if the rest of the album was garbage, you would still go back and listen to the album because it's like 
the rest there has to be some other redeeming qualities because yeah. the, the opener is so strong yeah, yeah like i said it's, I, I said it's a kick in the face and i and i'll be honest to me this album grew on me because i listened to it i liked it but it was just like oh it's cool it's it's maybe probably like ryan that's it i don't always venture into the doom as much as i do the, the rock realm and i was like oh yeah. man this is a high on fire like band, but as I actually listened to it, then I realized that they were very much themselves. I think the third time through, I go, oh, okay, this is a really solid record. For which sure. I had I listened to it once and just once, and maybe not doing the show, I may have put it on the shelf. Yep. But yeah, I felt the same that- way. I think I missed a lot the first yeah. time. And by the second, third, fourth time I listened to it, I started to feel kind of like the the different grooves, the different melodies, the different riffs, all that kind of stuff that I, I definitely missed the first time listening to the whole thing. Same. And now, now it's in the rotation, so it's a good one. Quick question. Where did you guys all listen to the record? Just out of curiosity. I um, pulled it up on YouTube. There was a Riding Easy, um, official Riding Easy video thing that I watched from the label. Yeah. I jammed it in the car the first time, and I had Same. people in the car. So I don't yeah. think that, that's also, I mean, fair – not probably a fair assessment. I had people in the car. Mm-hmm. I, I put it on. I was driving and I was giving a listen, but you know, I was distracted. But when I actually sat down in my, in my, uh, in my room and put, I put the earbuds in and really kind of gave it a listen. That's when I really started to enjoy it. I think yeah, I, I, think I mentioned this times. before. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I think I've mentioned yeah. my routine before, but like I'll listen to it on speakers while I'm working and then I'll put it on my headphones when I'm working out. And then I'll listen to it in the car when I'm just going places. So like I, I feel it in different experiences. I feel it on like different audio equipment. I, I catch different things in different locations, you know. Yeah. And if it can hit those three spots and it still sounds good, then then I know that I'm that I like it. <laughs> you really yeah, love like, being a mixing engineer, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he, he's going through all the routines of what yeah. Did you every play it off what like every what every band um, box or something? Yeah, <laughs> no. You do what every band does when we get the record. All oh, the test presses. We got to listen to it yeah. in every single room and every single yeah. speaker to make sure <laughs> find all the different stuff. acoustics. Have you guys have you guys listened to their first record that is like a double LP? How how does that one um, match up to this one? You think? I don't know that I listened to their first one, but I listened to the one right, right before this one. And there's some really good stuff on there. But what, from yeah. what I've read is that this one is like a, a giant step forward. Okay. It, it's kind of like with the cave-in last week. We talked about that with kind of the same thing. Um, you know, it seems like a lot of bands during the lockdown, man, they just they really came out with some phenomenal shit, man. It's like they took a whole other leap forward. They really did. That one um, pops up randomly in my playlist and i that's such a good album i just oh, reiterate so that good, yeah. i didn't realize how good it was until like it's been a yeah. couple weeks later i'm still going back it's a good one i think that these guys had a few lineup changes i think they've like maybe maintained the the vocalist but i think they've changed drummers and this might be the first album for their bass player also so that could be another reason for maybe the the change in sound or or quality or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think there's the the thing that I noticed the most in terms of the difference because I've been I've been listening to to Fire Breather for a while. Um, I've seen them live, uh, played with them, and everything. Um, is this album just has so much maturity to it? Um, you know, it it ages well. 
it's got a lot of, you can tell that there's a different level of thought going into the songwriting process, in my opinion. Um, you know, it, it's like they're taking their, in, you know, kind of like how, uh, how he said, you know, they were taking their influences and, and kind of seeing how those would permeate when they came into a room together. Um, I think that they, as opposed to, you know, some kind of mimicry or something like that, you know, some kind of cheap, cheap move like that, they were, they were assimilating different things and really thinking about what works and what doesn't musically. Uh, so I, that's why I think this was a really, really big step forward for them. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of everything that they've done. Uh, but this one just is kind of on a different level, you know, it's, yeah. it's epic. It's grand. You know? <laughs> I, I agree, man. This is definitely in the top albums of the year. This is up there. So are you going to it every week? <laughs> well, I did. Cave-In. Hey, Cave-In is up there. This one's up there, too. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. We'll, we'll see what week, week, uh, week three brings. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's see. Hey. Let's keep hitting these. Let's keep picking these bangers, man. These things. I'm fucking enjoying this shit. Right. Yeah. Pr- prediction: oh. next yeah. next week we will uh, have an album of the year nominee. All right, because that's right. Paul, Paul's gonna say it every time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe I thought maybe yeah, we were yeah. making an announcement. Maybe High Desert Queen was dropping something next week or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish it was ready to come out, but not yet. <laughs> So Blake, what was your experience playing with them live? I mean, you got to play with Monolord that same night, right? So I mean, you yeah, were it was Monolord, Fire Breather, and us. Home run! Yes, that was actually our first gig. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a one to come out of the gates with, man. No kidding. Awesome. Yeah, we decided to start small. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Smart. Good move. Good move. You know. Not not play with bands that have influenced us massively or anything like that. <laughs> um, On bands that well, absolutely first, crush live too. Wow! Oh, right. Yeah. They uh, first. Uh, I, I just want to say they're really awesome dudes. Like some of some of the most you know friendly, uh, outgoing, just really genuine guys. Uh, you know, like literally as soon as we walked up to the venue, they were they were out back and they were like, "Oh, hey, are you are you guys the the local openers? What's your name?" Like. Uh, you want to have a beer, you know, really cool guys. Awesome. Um, as far as their live sound, I don't know how they do it with three people. Um, it's wild. You know, as, as a three piece, it was very inspiring to hear just how much of a sonic barrage they could create. Um, because it, I mean, it really does sound like a, I mean, I, I prefer live versions of stuff generally. Hell yeah. Um, you know, from from most bands, I'd rather hear them play the album live than listen to the album. You know, I mean, I I, I obviously listen to music all the time, but um, they they were just absolutely incredible live. You know, we very very loud. <laughs> um, you know, bludgeoning, well thought out, uh, and almost anthemic. You know, um, and they really know how to work a crowd. They have that anthemic quality to them. I mean, that's kind of why I, I thought Amon Marth meets High on Fire because they have this yeah. like chanty way of like singing where you want to like mm-hmm. sing it with them and it's it's almost catchy, but in this like really heavy, evil Viking horde kind of way. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, being like 
being in a in like a concert setting or something. I mean, I have no idea what they're saying, but I'm going to repeat it over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like they're yelling at me, but they're not angry. I like, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, this was my introduction to Fire Breather. I had seen them. I'd actually seen them live before they came through town as on on the monologue uh, run, and. Uh, that was my introduction, actually. Uh, but I was listening to this record. It was the first time I've actually listened to a record of theirs. So I went back to listen to the record just before this one, just to kind of see, I didn't <coughs> say, just to see if I noticed any kind of growth. And I think it's drastically different than than what I, just considering this is what I heard first, uh, I thought it was drastically different than the other one. So they've, as uh, Blake put it, they've I think they've made a huge uh, jump forward uh, sonically, for sure. I could be I could be production. I don't know, but I think music everything <coughs> record was was, was I, really, it might really also well be their first album on writing easy. So I I they wonder a, like what a little bit of money. Yeah, I wonder what all those different changes really went into like recording this album. Like they have some lineup changes, they have a new record label. There's obviously a little bit more like backing this album than than previously. Mm-hmm. I wonder what all went into it and and what kind of influence it had on how this record sounds. And I, I think yeah, well, AZ Rider is huge. I'd be curious to know if they had this album done and then pitched it to Easy Rider. I'd, I'd be curious mm-hmm. just because during during COVID, that's what a lot of bands were doing. Sure, yeah. So it's the way you got to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, we we didn't really go through like favorite uh, all the tracks, I guess, on on Cave In because there were so many of them. But since there's only six on this album. Does anyone have any specific thoughts about specific songs? Like a favorite? I know like Dwell in the Fog is the second track. I wrote down that there was like that kind of nice intro that turns into this yeah. really gnarly riff. Um, but does anyone have any thoughts favorite. on like specific uh, tracks? Yeah, Dwell in the Fog was my, self-titled Dwell in the Fog was my favorite track because of that. Di- yeah. I'm a sucker for dynamics. Whereas Kiss the Relay was like smash you in the face the whole freaking time. Uh, yeah. I liked Dwell in the Fog because I love dynamics and it showed me they could do it. After hearing the first song, I was like, all right, next song, here we go again. I'm about to get barotted. And all of a yeah. sudden, it opens with this pretty melodic riff. I was like, oh, okay, that was nice. And yeah. so I, I thought it, it really showed a lot of, uh, I don't know if you call it maturity, because I don't know them that well, but just, just music uh, ability and, and the way they took it down some. I actually have a, a weird one for favorite track, probably. Um I'm getting. I'm guessing Pat because he knows my musical taste will not be surprised. Um, but spirit flown. I, I was going to say the last one. Spirit's flown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that one too, man. Shocker! The Doom guys like the long one. Shocker! Spirit's flown. <laughs> I, I agree that the first, you know, the first two are the best, but my third favorite would be Spirit's flown. Yeah, they have a really nice way on that one of combining like these like kind of almost like furious riffs with like this like almost desperate vocal in it where like you have kind of this like push and pull of like the two things happening at once. So I, I like that one a lot actually too. I thought that that one was was different. I really like the the opening riff for Soro. It's pretty cool. Like that storm yeah, feels good. It. It, it does. That's a great riff. It does. And whether hey. the storm was a favorite. Oh, that. That's a good point, man. I really, really like the riffs, and I really like the points where they broke off on some solo. It sounded like they were doing some solos, and and I liked all that on there too. Which, which to me showed a lot of maturity in 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 the way that the music was written. It, it was very good. 
Yeah, was on a musical weird. level, I thought it was real a really fascinating decision just in terms of their style of how they'll go back and forth between these just really bludgeoning power chords. I love that too. Yeah, just these big like that. riffs that just rip their way through your ears. Frail Frail does that really good too, man. I like that that band. Um, they do that well. In the Caven kind of did that a, just a little bit, but not like these guys do, man. These guys just come out fucking like like a fucking jackhammer, dude. You're sitting there just listening, and next thing you know, boom! You're like, God damn! It's a it's like a jackhammer, dude. That's just fucking bad. Well, like yeah. where Caven did it with different vocal styles between like a clean singing and like screaming, this band kind of does it just with the music in general. Like the, the vocalist kind of has this one way of singing, but they do a lot with just the riffs and the bass and the drums, and they kind of yeah. create that same feeling, but with like not the vocals, you know? Yeah, like the opening track, the drums like beat you to death, and then yeah. it just opens up and yeah, the I don't know, dude, I'm this album's incredible. I'm hooked. Uh, the, the, there's just points, man, on the album, you know, like I said, where you're sitting there and you're you're listening and you're into it, and then just all of a sudden, bam, and they just fucking come heavy as hell. Whew. I loved it. My, loved my favorite, it. one of my, some of my favorite moments in this album are actually the rests. Like, I like on Creed around 2.30, there's, there's this awesome rest where they kind of let the guitar, like, ring out, but, like, there's no more music. And then, like, the it just comes back in and he's just pummeled again it's great i was uh i was curious what you guys thought of so we? <laughs> um in terms of the production like that was was bringing up it's a really really polished sound it's it's very clean it's very i would almost say like it's a very dark album but it sounds very bright mm-hmm. uh did you guys find that kind of jarring for the the genre because doom i mean we don't really do great production all the time i i agree i totally agree with what you said sometimes that's that's by design right the doom doesn't want to it shouldn't right. it shouldn't sound too polished yeah sometimes i thought mean, that could be sometimes most, that could be a bad thing but i thought yeah, most i thought it going for really for a raw vibe yeah i but i think this sound is big the, the production right was phenomenal on this record and i yeah. thought the big booming polished sound fit uh what this record sounds like you know i'm not i'm not i haven't followed firebreather for a long time but like i wouldn't want to hear some bands sound this polished and clean but i was <laughs> happy i was definitely happy to hear this record sound that way because of how yeah. big it is how yeah, big I the riffs agree. are and it's a wall of guitars just like pummeling you Mm-hmm. And it and that's that's freaking hard to do, which is why a lot of doom records sound like shit. Because <laughs> everyone's like, man, I want to, I want to more guitar, more guitar. Like, no, 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 everything has to have its place unless there's a guy actually, who really knows what he's doing. Yeah. I was actually just about to say that because when I, initially when I listened to it, I was like, man, I wish that the drums were pushed up a little bit in the mix, and I wish the vocals were a little bit more clear. And you know, like if I mixed it, I probably would have thinned the guitars out a little bit and brought the drums up. That way they're just punching through more clear. And then I was like, oh, yeah, but it's a Doom record. What, who, what do I even fucking say? <laughs> <laughs> of course it's going to be a wall of guitars. It has to be. Yeah. Uh. And, I thought, and I thought it was just like a like – a, a first, first, first hearing, I was like, it's a metal record. So it's just metal. And this yeah. is, this, it, it's, it has the production of a metal record, to be honest, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the straight metal, with, but with the Doom riffs and 
I mean, it's Doom, but it's definitely thrashy. There's no doubt there. Yeah, it's another reason why this would be like a really good intro to someone that's on the fence on Doom because it, it's a, it's a little bit more polished. The songs aren't 13 minute long. You know, there's still some oh, melody yeah. and chorus there. You know, there's there's a lot of reasons to like recommend this album. I feel like, and yeah, I, I agree on that, man. That is Doom. Th- th- this album would turn people on to Doom <laughs> for sure. And then next thing you know, you're digging through Sludge. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of sludge. In there. there is. Mm-hmm. The riffs are very sludgy, for sure. I, I see. It's funny because I love sludge metal, and so that, that's probably why this record grew on me a lot. Was was as you get to like the middle of this record, it's just getting sludgier and sludgier. Mm-hmm. Was we going to talk about the artwork too? You said, yeah, man. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I can show this artwork here. Uh, I, I looked at it, find. dude. I looked at it for like an hour last night while I was listening to the album. So I, I, I know it very intricately. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think it's amazing artwork, and I could not find anything about it. They're a small enough band where it's very hard to find some of this information unless they do like a post on Instagram or something about it. So that's a big part of why I reached out to Nicholas, their bass player, and I was like, dude, so we're doing this episode, but I just have one question, man. You got to tell me where this art comes from. I, I just can't, I can't find it. So it turns out, and this is a person that I followed for years on my personal Instagram, like my art Instagram. So I don't even know why, why I didn't see it. But his name is Matt Cunningham, and he goes by Moon Patrol. And <laughs> what he does is a lot of like collage art. I don't believe he painted this. It's a collage of like multiple images. So he takes old like retro images or paintings and stuff and makes them into a collage. So that's why this album, uh, you know, yeah. is is familiar to me, but I, I couldn't put my finger on it. So I, I don't want to sound like a, a weirdo, but like when I'm listening to the playlist, like whenever you add new stuff, um, the artwork really draws me in. Um, yeah. And I think that's kind of what got me started on Stoner, Doom, Sludge, all this stuff was I found a cool artwork on Apple Music one time and I was like, I'm going to listen to that playlist. But um this one you added this one and like um thunder horse and then there was another one the songs uh reaper scythe and it was like four or five like horse ones all at all at once <laughs> and i was like oh these are all cool and then all of a sudden i've got a playlist and it's all horse artwork and i yeah. love all the songs and they just draw me in um yeah, yeah. Doom likes the horses, believe me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if, it's not, if it's not buffalo or mammoth, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah like a post-apocalyptic horse. <laughs> music, try booking a music festival in the genre without a horse, a spirit, uh, or a void. It's impossible. Uh-huh. I had like, I had like five wizards. of each at Ripplefest. So I was like, holy <laughs> shit. And I and I had spirit mother and they're like spirited drift next to each other. I was like, oh man, this is a night. This is getting crazy. But it's how that happens sometimes. And a lot and a lot and Thunder Horse and Mother Iron Horse uh, on yep. the same day. So just, yeah, I always get those two confused. Uh, Thunder Horse had some amazing artwork on their album recently. Yeah, they use the same. They use the same guy. And I, I bought the T-shirt because I was just like, oh, this is just so awesome. I got to get a T-shirt. If, if I wanted to be a real dick, I'd really push to listen to that album next. But I'm going to let somebody else pick the next one. <laughs> Both of Thunder Horse's albums had horses on them. Their first one yeah. did too. Well, they they ought to. It, it would. It would make. It would make sense, right? It would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> But, so I, I did bring uh, a couple other pieces by this guy, Moon Patrol, yeah. um, and they're, they're wildly different. I mean, the fact that, that uh, Firebreather saw this image and like <clears throat> saw the potential in a doom metal record 
is kind of surprising given like some of his other artwork. It, well, it looks like a uh, kid's like from the fifties book of yeah, Greek it's like a, yeah. B movie, dude. This is total like, B movie yeah. art. Electricity yeah. will kill you, hard. and it will hurt the whole time. It's very <laughs> retro, but like I said, it's a collage. So he'll take like a background with a body and then add a skull to it or whatever to make this image. And like, it gives it this really cool, but also retro vibe yeah, to it. I think that's, really a 19, cool. eight, that's a 1980s B movie cover right there. Guaranteed. That's something you know? straight out of, uh, you know, like Back to the Future. <laughs> oh, that, that's this awesome. Really cool. a, dude, that's rad. He's in a space suit and he's got yeah. Indian yeah. arrows in him. This, and he's, this reminds me of like Astro Queen, like something like, yeah. he's like a side <laughs> quest or something from that album. Astro Queen should definitely ass. reach out to Moon Control <clears throat> and get him to do some artwork for their next album. I'm just saying. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's rad. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> and he does a lot of stuff like this. That's, that's like a that's too. right out of a movie poster, you know. Dude, that's a hundred percent. That's yeah. Lake Placid. Yeah. Or the Twilight Zone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, everyone go check out Moon Patrol on Instagram. So he's got, like, thousands of those images, and I just picked, like, four. So he, I can't believe cool. they were all real and not even a little bit fuzz. Yeah, I was waiting for him to go, gotcha. Yeah, I was gotcha. like, where's the dick? Like, where's the dick? Yeah, some guy with his well, pants down? That would have been... Where's the dick? <laughs> Come on, Ryan. The last one I was looking for the neck. Like, he's in there somewhere. Like, yeah, there's, there's been no hemorrhoid or dick yeah. jokes. <laughs> yeah. We're keeping it classy today on yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. There's still time. I think I've only made one hemorrhoid joke, all right, for the record. <laughs> if you've done right. one, that's all you do. <laughs> I just hope the hungover on your couch isn't the next um, slightly fuzzed album cutter. So. What did you say? I said I hope me passed out on your couch hungover isn't the uh, the next slightly fuzzed album cover. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you didn't take any pictures, you fucker. No, no. With your with your belly hanging out, I'll drunk. Oh yeah, dude. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll just cut out your body and give you two heads and put you in space. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's pretty sad. Ryan, yeah. can we can we go back to that that horse the the cover for this album though? Because like it sure. is really interesting. Like, do we think the those horses are being like attacked from the inside by an octopus, or do they just have? I feel like they are the octopus. Yeah, the like first time I looked at it, I didn't even realize that there was like these tentacles coming from it. So now looking at it later, I, I don't know. Really sure. Shit, I think they're coming out the body. Yeah, I'm thinking it's the same creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so for sure. It was like some Greek mythical thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna have a space horse, it better have tentacles. (laughs) (laughs) It's like if you go to an old bookstore and find like a a book from the 50s for kids for Greek mythology. Yeah, Edith Hamilton or or like mythology or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, by the way, we do have Randy here now from Ox. So thanks for joining us. I'm just here for the dick jokes. You just missed a couple. You just missed a few. We talked about hemorrhoids and dick jokes. I yep. caught a little of that. That's very nice. <laughs> I put on my unicorn horns so that I can represent that horse nicely. <laughs> you know? Nice. So right now we're we're just talking about the artwork. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this artwork before or not, but this is the the cover of their Dwell in the Fog album. I have it. All right, within first take, what you got? Uh 
It's a wonderful piece of artwork because uh, I have a little bit of affliction for horses and darkness and a little bit something mystical. So that's a perfect mix for me there. And uh, yeah, I have a beautiful drunken memory of Fire Breather. So it's uh, it's near and dear to my heart. Let's get into that a little bit. <laughs> now, we're getting, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so back in back in March was our first like entrance back into the US after COVID. And we were so super excited to be going to see Monolord with Fire Breather and Iron Mountain opening. Um so yeah, so once we got her going, we uh were uh I was enjoying some seltzers, some white claws, and I got a little white claw trash. <laughs> And I really enjoyed their set. It was uh, absolutely fantastic watching the wave of headbanging that was happening. Everybody just seemed in unison. It was super cool. Um, however, by the end of the night, um, when I was at my fill of seltzers, uh, I went to the merch table and they have some really sweet merch. I love their color combos and stuff and their artwork. So I was trying to get one. And um, I looked up and realized it was one of the members of Fire Breather. If my drunken brain reminds me, it was the drummer. Anywho, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, hey, you're from Sweden. And he's like, oh, yeah, Sweden. And I was like, I did Ancestry DNA. I'm 33% Swedish. So, <laughs> and I got dead silent. <laughs> and he went, oh. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm an absolute idiot. And then I was like, oh, girl, woo. <laughs> And uh, I twirled away, and then I ended up giving away my ox shirt that night to some random chick in the crowd. So that's my story. <laughs> you did a good deed. But, yeah, that's the awkward. The awkward uh, cool. Yeah. Right? Like doing the sweet, uh, you're trying to tell them, like, something about your your, your ancestry, and you just, ah. So yeah. you put the yeah. awkward in awkward, I guess. There you I, go. I, Fully awkward out of that moment. And I felt really bad for him when I was looking at him and watching him just, how do you respond to that stupidity? And I was like, yeah, you like me in the end, but right now. <laughs> and uh, I'm wearing my hey. girl lapel shirt that you gave me. Um, right. you can see it fits perfectly. Randy was our contest winner. So she got yeah. a girl lapel t-shirt. Nice. So, hey, not, so to put, not to put you on the spot, but do you have any thoughts on the album itself? You've shared your thoughts on the artwork and going to a show with them. Do you do you have any thoughts on the on the album? Uh man, it's just a. I kind of like it for driving from work because work's a little bit hectic lately, and uh, from work's a perfect place for fire breather, especially with his vocals and stuff. Yeah, it's a it's a good feel for driving and venting and letting it out. It's a good uh, it's a good rocking album. Awesome. <laughs> Is there anything else that we uh, we want to share about this album? I'm curious what uh, you guys think they'll do next. I hope more of the same. I really yeah. hope they breathe fire. Yeah. <laughs> more horses. More horses. <laughs> more horses. <Yeah. laughs> I horses <laughs> the, the operative word of the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think we said it last time that you know we we usually enjoy bands getting heavier. And maybe wouldn't recommend it going the opposite direction. Yeah, but I, I, I think that they found. I think they found kind of their sweet spot. I mean, I think that they found their sound on this album, and would love to see it continue. And you know, I don't know. Go ahead. I agree. 
I think they're going to strip it down. I think that this was like such a sonic leap, um, and like dwell in the fog is so strong that I don't I don't think they're going to try to like, copy it again. I think I think they might take some of that polish off on the next record just to dirty it up a little bit so that they can still have that that really tight songwriting but get heavier. Keep, I think keep they, the edge. Yeah, like a little bit more edge, a little more bite. I think that's the next progression there. Uh, something I do think that would be awesome with their sound is if they included a choir in one of the songs. Mm-hmm. A or nice an big reverb hall organ. Yeah. I think that would be pretty fun. Some organ. Yeah, some yeah, some cool organ would be badass. Yeah, like oh, sticks. Yeah, so <laughs> like have an old have an organ man put out that shit in there. <laughs> and some Jetro Toll flute, right? not that. But some fucking good um, heavy organ, dark organ. They're, they're definitely like an epic band. They definitely like do violin something. I mean, they could make like this orchestra sound. But they could definitely add that pretty. Yeah, good. they could, man. They really could. If Monolord can pull off violin, I think Fire Breather can too. Hmm. Yeah. Monolord took another pretty big leap on their latest album too. I mean, you never know which direction they might go. That yeah, big electric cello, man, I think it's bad as fuck. Yeah. I think the cool hair to vocals a little bit clean take on them, just in some parts. I agree. Yeah. The vocals are kind of the same all the way through the album a little bit, but. And I yeah. and I wonder and okay. I wonder if I there's some there's some cool melodic parts on this record like we talked about, but it's musically melodic. You know, and maybe I wonder. I, I'd be curious to hear maybe some vocals on some of that stuff. Uh, you know, maybe if they write a part that has that, it could be or the choir, as Brett put out. The choir, yeah, yeah. yeah. during that part, that'd be cool. Even if the yeah, vocal person doesn't do it or you know, doesn't want to, whatever, it's gonna get hot. You know, it's somebody that I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should do take two of that one, on. Yeah. Ryan doesn't know that we none of us caught any of that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, we're definitely having that problems. Yeah. <laughs> How can the guy who's in charge of all of this have the internet problems and all of that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure rule number one was like good internet. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder why you guys thought that was so funny. I don't know. <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah. You're just that funny, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. man. It was probably a good dick joke and we missed it. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. I'm not going to say yeah. it again, but let's all just agree that it was really funny. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Didn't we say so, the last time that you were going to come up with some games at the end of the show? I didn't I didn't do any games for this Where's one. Where's the ah, some games. Yeah. Some... uh games like yeah. the record uh picture games you do yeah, yeah like nutsack no, or tumor something yeah. <laughs> oh i got you dude let's rock paper scissors <laughs> nutsack or tumor i mean <laughs> man we need some crazy shit what I don't know that? how to. I don't know how to make that related to fire breather in any way. Doesn't matter. I guarantee at least one of those heads of horses has a nut sack somewhere. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And now we know what the next slightly fuzz record cover will be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're not tentacles. They're testicles. Testicles instead of tentacles. That'll work fine. 
right? <laughs> There's another game. Testicular tentacle. Testicular <laughs> <laughs> tentacle. I like the tumor sack. That's that's. that's, that's <laughs> That's, see, these are all games. These are all games at Doom. We got to. We're gonna have to coin this. We got to find games a way. At Doom. Oh. Games at Doom. Yeah. yeah. There you Back. go. Games at Doom. Hell yeah. Tentacle or tentacle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to get out of doing so much work for these things. Not not paying myself do more of it. Yeah. So it, see, we're just good at ideas. You gotta you gotta implement it all. Yeah. If you want crude, shitty drawings, I'm your man. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Look, you can draw them for the next one. All right. Yeah, my game. So just send me a napkin and a pen. We're good. Yeah. Well, we're going like, to talk about uh, the. So, what are we going to do next? The so album. Before before we we adjourn here, oh, one yeah. thing we didn't do last time on Cave In was give it like any sort of rating, and I think that we might all agree that it was like a nine or a ten. It seemed like it was pretty. Uh, I don't know. It seemed like it was in consensus that we all really thought it was good. One of the albums of the year, um, and I don't want to start comparing albums to other albums that we've talked about. Because they're all pretty wildly different, right. and I wouldn't compare Fire Breather to Cave In in any sort of way. But if you had to give this album a rating, maybe one through ten, does anyone have any idea what they might give it? I'd give it a nine. I was just gonna M- say maybe, nine. Maybe an eight. I'd say eight. That's an eight. Eight testicles out of ten. <laughs> eight testicles. Got it. Yeah. I, I'd give it a high, like the highest rating possible, because I really do love this album, except mm-hmm. for. Um, the production is just for my personal taste uh a little polished oh it was too polished yeah yeah, yeah I, I think that it's it's important for for especially a genre like doom to realize that eventually we're going to have to give up some of our like diy roots um and and embrace some polish mm-hmm. uh but i think there's a like the part of me that's just always going to fight that a little bit <laughs> do we think that they're still considering them because i i feel like this is a very more metal on the metal side record but i mean are we still thinking that they're still like considering themselves a doom uh doom band we think i agree with you because i feel like it was super metal i'd say it's amazing it's sludgy and stuff but i was like that's why i said i would like if it if i mixed it i would throw a little high pass on the guitars and bring the drums up just because it's all super thrashy to me Metal it's with doom, doom metal. and sludge elements. It's metal with it's, doom yeah. and sludge elements. It's, it's, yeah. it's doom metal. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, a couple yeah. of those songs, especially the ones that just like really kick in and just I felt like yeah. it was I didn't even feel like I was listening to Doom. There's like Doom Rock and then there's like Doom Metal. There's yeah. more Doom And metal. then there's guys that just sound like Black Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those are like yeah, Doom. Yeah. Like everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but that first who track to me, them, they're the best. Yeah, exactly. And, and who's who's to fault them? But the first track, you know, I I was with no way of any idea that thought that was going to be a doom record. Yeah, you know, if I'd uh, just been listening to Ryan's playlist, there, I didn't I'd either. Definitely just thought mm-hmm. it was a metal band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what's interesting to me is the like, if we if I were to judge this as a doom record or a metal record, right? Like I think it's as a metal record, it's, it's a solid nine. I think it's a great. That's a great record. But a Doom it's, record, it's a five. I'm gonna go. Woo, Doom record. I'm gonna be like, way too polished. polished. Way too polished. That's not Doom. But yeah. yeah so. Well, that that's what's hard about like rating these things is that like, well, wh- how, you know, what are you comparing it to? What genre are you comparing it to? If the, yeah, yeah, you merit subgenres for, for your own personal taste, you know, like maybe just for your yeah. own personal taste, where would you rate it? Because that's really kind of the only way we're gonna be able to do this because all of us are coming from 
different opinions and backgrounds and what we like, sure. but we're also talking about very different albums and different genres. So maybe yeah. not comparing it to anyone else in the genre or any other music, you know, what in your personal taste, where would you put it? And like, for me, I thought it was great as far as what it was, but I would say like maybe a seven, you know, I thought Caven was like a nine, but mm-hmm. they're very different. And it was just my own personal taste that went into that. So, yeah, I'm probably right there with you at about a seven, but I was just yeah. going to say, what if, like in Sweden, one is the best out of one out of ten. You guys all just sound like assholes right now. <laughs> <laughs> we are number one. That's a yeah, like, I'll give you a shot. Fuck that guy. Record yeah. reviews you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I go back between uh, an eight and a nine. As like a stoner fan first, this is like a great record because it's so polished and it has so many great stoner tones. I, I would just like, for my personal taste, I would love a little bit more melody and... Uh, even just variety and like the vocal approach. Yeah, uh, and maybe uh, harmony too. Let's have some yeah. good harmonies yeah. in there. That's Especially when the choruses open up super big. Like, why not slap a big ass harmony right underneath? Because mm-hmm. they're kind of catchy. Like, this is a band that has big choruses, and you don't yeah. see that all the time. And yeah, and I love a big chorus. I love yeah. it. And and uh, man, if they could have done a vocally sonically two on the chorus, that would have been that would have been something cool. Then again, they are only three guys, and they were probably like, yeah. we're not doing that live, so fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we've done the plenty. Not anything I ever think about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah when I'm sitting at my computer every day, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but, my pussy yeah. don't go. <laughs> oh, man. Censored. Yeah. Oh, another podcast game, Cats or Kids? <laughs> Cats or Kids. We almost had a <laughs> guest today, so. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, personal right. taste for me. I'm with you, Ryan. Personal taste, seven or eight metal record. It's a nine, I think. Like, yeah. it's just if I'm if I'm doing that, but for me, it's it's pretty damn strong. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was great, so I don't want to be insulting by the seven. I, th- I think it was great, but you know, it's just such not a, exactly such a what dick. I. Dick. <laughs> what does Eddie think? We haven't heard out Eddie in a while. Uh, I'll give it right. or uh, Luke, Eddie or Luke. Eddie said number eight. I'm trying to not grace everybody with my opinion all the time. <laughs> no, Luke heard on a podcast for the first time last time, so he's nervous. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we talked about that this weekend. I was like, "How do you deal with that?" He's like, "I don't listen." <laughs> yeah, it's very key. Never listen. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, do I seriously have a list? I don't fucking know. Was that my phone or the computer? <laughs> no, you need a DSer, my friend. <laughs> all right, so I, I think that's about it. Uh, I think that we've we've said it all for Fire Breather, uh, Dwell in the Fog. Any final thoughts? No, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to dive into whatever we do next. Yeah, yeah I was going to bring so that up fun. too. B- before we get into what we're doing next, because I don't know that everyone listening wants to hear all of that. Uh, does anyone want to plug anything? You want to go back around and, and plug anything that you're up to or dates or albums or anything? Brett, you want to take it away? Um, well, I got an album coming out in the near future. <laughs> but a one-man production is quite a lot of work, but I'm almost there. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine. I can only yeah. imagine. I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm just doing vocals, and then I got sick, and I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, Pat? Uh, you know, there's always new stuff at Monster Riff. Um, I'll be 
sometime soon appearing on the the happy singer podcast with uh, christy bissell she's my vocal coach and we're going to talk about uh community and like music and we'll talk a little bit about monster riff and uh i think i think one thing that's so cool about the metal community is like shit like this where it's just like a bunch of people you don't know comes together we bond over some music hang out and have a few beers uh so anyway that's that's it that's all for me Cool. Yeah, Pat, that's like the biggest thing. I think like I'm I'm putting some more shows together with Look at My Spoon because uh that's like the number one reason why I like booking is like what just having Ripple Fest recently is the amount of family that gets together in the scene is just overwhelming every time. Like I my family just grows and grows and grows. So we'll be announcing more shows. Hydrogen Queens either we're gonna we're going on the road. Uh we're gonna probably announce here pretty soon. Um we have two options. We're hoping for the first option, Sasquatch. We're supposed to try to go to Europe with them uh, this fall, but it's, we're all waiting to hear if it's going to happen or not. But if not, we'll go on. The, we're going west with Patso Jetson, which will be cool. So oh, yeah. one or the other, we're we're in good shape right now with that because uh, I got two legends like we get to pick from is pretty cool. That's awesome, man. <laughs> oh yeah, Paul. I started a uh, mobile music store. Um, I, I've been kind of waiting to do that for a while. And I've oh, been yeah. getting out, and um, I want to start doing um, big music festivals. And um, I'm doing places all over, you know, Texas right now. Almost every weekend, um, I'm I'm setting up, you know, records and stuff at at, at places um, with all all these bands' music that I'm trying to push. And and I got two records coming out. Uh, hopefully, man, one's been been waiting for a while. And then I'm working on another one um, now. Hopefully that, that I'll release two two new records by the end of the year um, with the Cosmic Peddler. <laughs> killer, man. Awesome. Be, dude, they'll be killers. Blake? Uh, coming, uh, heading to Psycho in about an hour. Um, <laughs> after that, taking kind of a mini vacation before we uh, hit the ground running on polishing up stuff for the second album and recording it. Uh, we've got a couple of local shows in October uh, for the Masara album release party and for uh, opening for Elder Baloo. Uh, and then we have some big plans for 2023 that will be announced uh, hopefully soonish. Awesome. Awesome. Eddie. Um, there's another show coming up with the Boys of the Opium Church uh, September 17th at the Avery with Don Cosmic. For, that's our second album release event and we're playing, playing with them and there's both albums still getting worked on for, for both bands right now sweet cool luke anything so i got shit <laughs> <laughs> i'm just a guy i just go to work and then yeah you get drunk next and you get drunk next luke we all want to know <laughs> uh tomorrow uh there you go. i will start doing this and got things you gotta look forward to man that's awesome oh for sure no i got a kid coming on uh 9 14 so I'll yeah. be number two, and then I'll probably be indisposed for a little while. But <laughs> so like and subscribe. I'll still be in the scene, I guess. I didn't realize yeah. I was in the scene, but <laughs> yeah, very much I guess I am. Now. Randy? Uh, the only addition has been September 4th in Toronto at the Velvet Underground opening for Earthland. So that's really exciting. Oh, that'll be killer. We're that'll really be. excited for that. Awesome. That'll be awesome. All right. I love that band. So uh, let's wrap this thing up, and we'll we'll start talking about episode three. All right. All right. Love you guys. Good to see right, everybody. Awesome. Later. Awesome. Good to see, see you, family. <laughs>